Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the life hacks that they demand. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. And I'm tired. Yeah, me too. Can we just, uh... I stand just... up. No, I am tired. <laughs> I, I'm Spartacus, if that's important. Mm, I feel like that's not relevant to this conversation, yeah, okay, yeah. but it is good to know. Sorry, yeah. sorry, I just wanted to make sure everyone was aware. Yep. <laughs> Ian Glenn would be a good remake of Spartacus, Spartacus. They did a remake of Spartacus so. as a TV show. Did they? Yeah, like ten years ago. Now, admittedly, I don't know yes. what the plot of Spartacus is. I other heard that than... was a good show and it had Lucy Lawless in it. Is that true? Yes. But who did she play? Somebody's mother. <clears throat> that makes sense. Um, but Lucy I know... Lawless was... Can we talk about how Lucy Lawless was so good on Parks and Rec? She was very good. You guys she was can talk good about that. I don't watch Flight that show. of the Concords as well. Who was she? Wait. She was the Prime Minister's, uh, Prime Minister of oh, New Zealand's yeah. assistant who was clearly in love with him. Yes, I remember. <laughs> I liked her on that episode of The Simpsons. Uh-huh. Yes. Where so she could fly. Where she played herself. Yes. Uh, it was a wizard that did it. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, I think Lucy Lawless is, like, an underrated actress because of the fact that she did so many years on that incredibly dog shit Sam Raimi TV show. People have fond memories of that show for some reason, though, so... The same reason that people have fond memories for uh, all of Sam Raimi's stuff, which is incomprehensible to me. Tying <laughs> things together from before the show, like I love to do, Sam Raimi was attached to a uh, Discworld movie... Of the oh, Wee no. Freeman for a fucking ever, for like 20 Ugh. years, but I don't think that's happening anymore. Thank God. <laughs> I had somebody again recently try to tell me that the Evil Dead movies were good, and I had to just say to them, I've never enjoyed a Sam Raimi movie. That's not technically true. I liked the Spider-Man movies fine when they came out. I still think they're okay, but they're not, not very good. Mm. But, like... I don't know. You it, have a strong reaction to people who look back on them fondly. I know that. <laughs> That's true. I just, it feels like, it feels like if you went to, you know, a, the store to buy a painting and it was like yeah. extremely rudimentarily painted and it was obviously like a discount at home goods thing or whatever. And everyone else in the world was like, let's hang this in the Louvre. This is the best painting that's ever been made. And I'm like, this is terrible. This is like something you'd see hanging in a hotel. Why does everyone think this is good but me? That's how I feel about Sam Raimi. That's how I feel about most uh, paintings. <laughs> ah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I did not realize that Xena Warrior Princess was a show that was developed by Sam Raimi. I just, I mean, I assume so. I don't understand he, his ethos. What does he like? He was the Hercules. He did directed all of Hercules, I think, and oh. then like was attached to Xena in yeah. some way. I mean, his, his brother had a recurring role on it, and Bruce yes. Campbell, of course. His brother is in the opening sequence of Candyman, uh, the old one, mm. and it, like, he has such a bizarre face <laughs> that I was like, is this, is this guy a monster? <laughs> and I feel bad, because, like, that's his real human face, but I genuinely was like, is this guy wearing makeup to make him look like a monster? Oh no, it's just Sam Raimi's brother. Yeah, that is, that is, um, 
Sam Raimi and what's his name? James Gunn both use their weird looking brother in all of their movies. <laughs> now that's James Gunn's cousin that he uses in all his movies, to be fair. Sean Gunn is his cousin? I thought it was his brother. I th- I'm pretty sure it's his cousin. Huh. Relative. Also, Sean- no, James Gunn brother. Really? Yeah. Oh, I've been misled. Mark Gunn is their cousin. Oh. Sean Gunn got famous in his own right from the Gilmore Girls, though, right? I think so, yeah. But he is also in every James Gunn movie as the weird-looking guy. That's true, but he's, he's like, maybe the most likable part of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Yeah. And I really liked when he was Calendar Man and called uh, Polka Dot Man a pussy in (laughs) that Suicide Squad movie. That was a fun joke to me. The, wait... Oh yeah, there was another Suicide Squad movie, huh? Yeah, the the one that was good. Did you not watch that one? I don't think I did. Maybe I need to. I think it's on HBO Max again now. Um, yeah, they all are. It's it, it's like genuinely, it's good in the way the first Guardians of the Galaxy was good, but also like there's it feels like there's higher stakes for the characters personally than there was in that movie. <clears throat> Was John Cena in that? Yeah, he plays uh, the character upon which uh, the comedian from Watchmen is based. Oh. Yeah. Peace, how, do, now how does that work when you can't see him? Oh, uh, he stops waving his hand in front of his face for parts of the movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's kind now, of... I would, I would argue that all action sequences in movies can be boiled down to waving your hand in front of your face. Is that accurate? <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> uh, no, this one has a lot of, you know, practical effects and explosions. Uh, yeah. John Cena and Idris Elba have, like, a killing bad guys rivalry that is goes unspoken through some of the action scenes. Yeah. Uh, fun. Fun movie. Recommend it. That's, hmm. I'll have to give it a shot. The it, first one is so terrible that yeah. I just assumed Ugh. the second one would be bad, too. Yeah, yeah. no, they let it's James Gunn do whatever he wanted. Beach. We've talked Adam, about this before. Oh, yeah, he, he plays Slipknot, who yes. uses, he throws one magic rope and then dies instantly. Yep. Well, they needed to show you what would happen to all the other characters if they got out of line, because I'm sure this movie is going to allow Will Smith's head to be blown off in the first ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, man, it could have been that fucking American guy, Mr. America, with his fucking flags. Like, Rick, who cares Rick about flag that? by yeah. played by Jill Kinnaman. I know that they think that guy's the most important character for some reason in that movie, but he sure isn't. God, he is so much more of, like, a person with characteristics in the the sequel. Well, that's good. Uh, like, um, they, he, has, he has feelings about stuff. Do they have Amanda Waller do anything good in the second one? Because yes. she was so bad in the first one, and yeah. she's, like, one of the best characters in... The DC universe. Yeah, they give her some really good Oscar yelling to do in there, as uh, as is appropriate for Viola Davis, who should only be doing Oscar yelling. Yes. <laughs> She's been uh, yelling at superheroes and villains in both Marvel and DC now, right? Mm-hmm, that's what it says on her business card. That's <laughs> <laughs> very uh, good. What, who is, what, what is her Marvel yelling that she does? Uh, okay, here's the thing. Am I going to blow up my own spot here? And it's a different actress, but there's one scene where a woman confronts Iron Man about how her son was killed. That is the no, scene that's... I thought you were referring to, but yeah, I don't but think that's, that's um... Davis. Shit. No, it's not. It's um, uh, <laughs> Alfred Woodard. Woodard. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, and there was, uh, there was a lot of... When was, Alfie Woodard has long hair. Mm, fair. Yeah. Um, there was a, a confusion among the, the Marvel fan base because Alfie Woodard also plays a different uh, prominent mm-hmm. character in, uh, I think, season two of Luke Cage. Um, huh. And all kinds of Reddit fan theories were like, they're the same person. <laughs> no, it's just that the Netflix shows aren't actually canonical to the thing, and, like, they reused actors. Yeah. I also heard that at some point in the future, they're planning on having Alfred Woodard play um, uh, Galactus. Mm. That would, the one that eats planets. That would yes. rule. <laughs> yeah. If you Listen. just got, like, some prestigious real actor... And, like, mm-hmm. not just a big, square-headed white guy like Josh Brolin <laughs> to play Galactus? That would yeah. rule. I mean, we've talked about this before, but if they ever do an MCU Fantastic Four movie, they have to have Galactus and have it be a big, dumb, purple person and not a cloud of gas or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah, after, uh, I think it'll be my thing I did this week, but... After Eternals, I don't doubt that they would do a big, dumb, purple guy. <laughs> you have to. Because if you're going to make a movie of Fantastic Four in the MCU, what you're saying is, we admit the MCU is dumb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's fine. I want it to be dumb. It was good movies for a little bit there, and then it was okay movies, but it's getting very self-serious, and if you just were like, we're going to turn the knob on dumb all the way to 11... I'd be into it. Wasn't that the whole idea behind Guardians of the Galaxy, though, when that became a movie? When those are some bit, of the yeah. best I ones. People are making movies of that. Yeah, and those are some of the best ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yes. absolutely. They did when they uh, turned Thor into like a goofy sci-fi movie yes. that also fixed that series. Yes, that's definitely the best Thor movie, and I assume that these like. I mean, there's no way this new Doctor Strange can be worse than the first one. <laughs> oh, yeah. The first one yeah. is such a nothing movie to me. <laughs> yeah. So this new one is going to be something, at least, and I think it's going to be pretty goofy. Yeah. My guess is it's going to be goofy. I'm hoping that multiverse oh, stuff plus uh, Sam Raimi, who cannot even take a serious subject matter seriously. Uh, oh, fuck, I forgot it was Sam Raimi. <laughs> I keep reminding you. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, boy. <clears throat> yeah. Well, what did you do this week, Matt? This picture of Ted Raimi that I looked up, and he's just like <laughs> Tim Decay. <laughs> Tim Decay. Yeah, he was on Carnival. He's a character actor. Oh yeah, uh, he looks like if someone uh, did the did the exploding face on Mars special effect from uh, Total Recall <laughs> to Tim Decay. Oh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> um. Tim Decay sounds like the secret identity of a supervillain. Yeah, it does. I know. But it's spelled <laughs> D-E-K-A-Y. That's yeah, like, that's how they would say. do it. To yeah. cloak it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And his, um, anyway. his real name is just, uh, is Decay. Is like no, his superhero name. name is like Entropy or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And his, <laughs> Tim is short for time. Ooh, good. <laughs> time Decay. Yes. There you go. He's the chronologist. <laughs> Are there any, uh, like, shortenings of names that only remove one letter? <laughs> Probably, right? Uh, mm, I can't think of any. Not in English, anyway. Jack is short for Jake. Is that true? 
That's a, no, a zero sum. Yeah. <laughs> you like that yeah. video game, uh, Jake and Daxter, right? Exactly. Well, that must be what his name is short for, because Jack is not a name. It could be Sorry. Jake, Jacob. Sorry, millennials or zillennials or whoever liked Jack and Daxter, but Jack is not a name. I think it's probably millennials. Those games came out 20 years ago. Yeah, but I'm a millennial, and they came out after I cared. Yeah, but you're like... A borderline upper end millennial. Yeah, I agree. I am the the upper echelon of millennials. You're right. <laughs> You're an S tier millennial. Yeah, <laughs> a fine vintage. I've got, I've got the maximum combo of millennial. Anyway, what did I do this week? You asked. Yes, well, I did ask that. <clears throat> um, uh, I had a very hectic week. So the only thing that I can really talk about is something we can all talk about, which is uh, this year I managed to. Uh, rekindle my uh, ongoing tradition of hosting a Friendsgiving party every November. Um, I'm very, very lucky to have cultivated a friend group where everyone has good, non-shitty opinions, which means we're all vaccinated and healthy, and uh, so we were able to get together in person. And it was great. It's been like... It's very weird because you talk to people online and through other things all the time, but, like, Jeff, despite us having talked every week for the past, what, eight years that we've been doing this fucking <laughs> stupid, dumbass podcast, yeah. um, I hadn't seen you in, like, two years, so yeah. it's uh, it was very exciting to see people in person. The thing that you forget is that when you're in the same room as people, uh, your communication becomes less important and so you're just like you just are standing around talking dumb shit i don't know i feel like when i'm talking to someone online i always feel like i have to have something important to say or else i should keep my mouth shut to keep from yeah like, like a interfering. full sentence yeah yeah exactly but <laughs> when you're in person you can just you know get drunk and say whatever dumb shit comes to your mind yeah. look at that candle that's way too on fire that <laughs> we all looked at for a while <laughs> yep uh, that is so funny. Yeah. So, <sighs> anyway, it was a nice party. Uh, I made a maple bourbon glazed turkey, which Delicious. came out pretty good. Thank you. Um, and uh, it, that was my first time doing a glazed turkey, mm-hmm. which I do like glazed meats. I like a glazed ham. I'll make a glazed ham. Mm-hmm. I felt like glazing the turkey, while it had a pretty good flavor... The skin wasn't as crispy as I wanted it to be. Mm, yes, mm. true. Comes mm. out more like a rotisserie skin where it's like crispier than bad turkey or chicken, but yeah. not as crunchy and crispy as you want. Mm. Yeah, because I, I mean, when I do a, I mean, I realized this as I was doing it. When I make a turkey and I want the skin to be crispy, I do the thing that we all know that we all have to do. Which is, after I thaw the turkey, I pat it down with paper towels to absorb a lot of the moisture, because you want that skin to be as dry as possible when it goes in the oven. Mm-hmm. This time, I did that again, but then I immediately poured a bunch of, like, orange juice and bourbon over it. So, like, <laughs> that just re-wetted the skin, so of course it wasn't going to come out crispy. Maybe <clears throat> air chill the, the turkey in the fridge with no covering for a while, which I do sometimes, but I have not then glazed it afterwards. I did, yes. I did air chill it. I mean, I did the whole thing that I normally do for crispy skin. So mm-hmm. Hmm, I okay. brined it, then I drained it, then I patted it, then I air chilled it, then I like seasoned it and put it in the oven. 
Uh, but usually my seasoning is just like butter yeah, and yeah. spices, no uh, water-based things. So I think that was my downfall. I wonder if you could have um, like cooked it for a little bit uh, until the skin started to like cook, and then mm. glazed it part way yeah, through. Maybe. I, don't know. I mean, the problem is that. For that skin to get to the texture you want, the turkey has to be mostly cooked already. Mm. But, I mean, I didn't really do a lot of glazing until the very end, because I didn't want the maple syrup to burn, so maybe there's something in that, of just roast it like you normally would, right up until the last, like, 20 minutes, and then glaze the shit out of it. Yeah, that might work. Yeah. Huh. Well, I'll have to try again in the future, but... Um, but yeah, I love making a nice, big, traditional dinner, and I feel like I don't get that opportunity on account of I just live with me and my wife, so yeah, it's nice to have a big, a reason to make a big meal every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I enjoyed making a lot of cookies, which I never do. I yeah. enjoyed that you made a lot of cookies as well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I was saying to everyone that uh, when I make cookies for myself, they're always just chocolate chip, because I like those best, and they're pretty yep. easy, so... It's nice to branch out a little bit, try new stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it's also nice, Louise, I know you'll understand this. I don't know if, Jeff, you have the same type of broken brain that Louisa and I do, but <laughs> um, when I make things for just me, I usually think they're not very good. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like, even when Jen is like, oh, this is great, I'm always like, well, she's my wife and she's trying to be nice to me or whatever. Yeah, she's got me in a long con where she tricks me into thinking that she likes me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so, like, to have a bunch of people around and for other people to be like, this is really good, even though all I can say to myself is, this skin didn't turn out very good, mm -hmm. uh, it, it really helps me to not spiral into madness. If it's agreed. If it helps you at all, I, when I got to the turkey, found a bit of skin dangling off of the, the place that was being carved and went, ooh, skin, and grabbed it. Mm, everyone nice. was jealous of me. Ah. <laughs> I mean, it looked good. I'll say that. that I the, thought it tasted the... good. I understand mm -hmm. your crispy problems, but it didn't bother me at all. Hmm. Well, the... the... A, a glazing on uh, on any meat skin gives it such a great golden brown color. Yeah, mm. yeah. that's true. Yeah, you yeah, want that color me. on any everything. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the the other good thing about having this party every year is that I do it usually two weeks before actual Thanksgiving, so I've still got another turkey to look forward to, you guys. <laughs> Pretty clever. <laughs> <clears throat> yep, I've figured out how to game the system. Yeah, and it's far enough away that everyone's like, ooh, this is exciting, and then it gets to be mm. exciting all over again. Yeah, and the next one I don't have to make, I just eat it, so I get <laughs> the best of both worlds. <clears throat> anyway, Very good. Uh, Louisa, what did you do this week? Uh, mostly made cookies for this here party. <laughs> uh-huh. But, mm, what else did I do? Let's think. Let's think for a minute. I mean, you could tell us about the cookies. We didn't talk about those. Yeah, give I us guess some that's cookies. True. That is the thing I've most recently been thinking about. Um, so I decided to try to make them cocktail-inspired, because, of course, the speakeasy theme of this party. And I wanted to, first of all, have them taste good, no matter what. Like, even if I couldn't have them... Uh, fit the theme, I wanted them to taste good. That's always the thing when I'm cooking. Yep. Uh, second, I wanted them to uh, go off recipes that I already like, so I know that they would work, okay. and then I wanted them to be cocktail-inspired. 
So I made um, eggnog sugar cookies, which were just soft sugar cookies with rum extract and nutmeg in them. Ah, the rum like. extract. That's what that is. Okay. Could you taste that? I felt like I couldn't taste it when I got that. That I could must taste... be what I tasted. Mm. Yeah, I could taste that it was not just a sugar cookie with nutmeg, but I couldn't figure out what the other thing was. Okay. And yeah, I know a lot of cocktails don't have vanilla in them, but a lot of baked mm. goods do, and it, I think it really enhances everything. So I did add vanilla to all these, even though I thought that might compete. No, I, I, read, I was reading... I was reading a recipe the other day that said, that was talking, you know how every recipe now has like eight paragraphs describing the person's home life before it gets to the thing. And they were talking about the vanilla and they were like, I love how vanilla brings a floral flavor to baked goods or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, that's obviously true. Vanilla is from a flower. I've never thought of vanilla as a floral f- flavor, and that <laughs> fucked me up so bad. Yeah. Yes, I do know what you mean, but it sure is. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's accurate, but, like, like I until I'd read that, I would have been like, I do, I do not like things flavored like flowers. Like, I don't like mm-hmm. ra- rose-flavored things or lavender or whatever, mm-hmm. but I do love vanilla, so <laughs> fuck, I guess I'm inconsistent. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like when you realize that things on uh, tables, Western tables, tables we're used to, are, it's always salt and pepper, and mm-hmm. salt is just purely a chemical that tells your brain, this is good, you like it. But pepper <laughs> is a specific berry of a specific plant, and yep. like, there's no reason that we should put pepper on everything. It's true, but fuck, it's good. Yeah, that's good. good. Yeah. Um, I... <laughs> uh, I... So the thing that messed me up, similar to vanilla, is a floral flavor, as I discovered yesterday. Uh, which things are berries and not? Oh, yeah. Mm. Like, oranges are berries. Wait. Mm-hmm. Strawberries are not. Right. Yes, I knew that. Raspberries, we need to, not. We need to slow down. Uh-huh. Okay. Oranges are berries. Does that mean lemons are berries yeah, also? all citrus fruits are berries. That can't be true. <laughs> No, it, it is. What if that, what, hell, hold on, here's an idea about taxonomy. What if citrus fruits are gourds because they have such thick skin? Yeah, gourds Ooh. are berries. <laughs> okay. Oh no. Everything's uh, a berry then. Gourds and that melons are the my, same thing and they're both a type of berry. This explains my favorite hockey player, Gourd Berry. Is that a hockey player? Alright, okay, what? I guess so. No, but Gourd sounds like a hockey player yeah, name. Anyway, that's sorry, go on. Name. No, uh, I appreciated that, thank you. <laughs> Grapes, they're berries. That's good. I mean, they, they seem, seem like, like they berries. should be berries. Yeah. yeah, but they also like they kind of fall into that range of foods where, like, if you said "is a grape a berry" and there wasn't a solid answer, people would be either like "obviously yes" or "absolutely not." <laughs> yeah. Um, Peppo is the type of berry that gourds are. Yes. It's not okay that cherries aren't berries. Do we agree with that? Yes. It's weird that mm. cherries are tiny plums. Yes. Right? That is weird. Huh. I mean, all stone fruits aren't, uh, like, shouldn't. Can we classify berries as just a type of little guy? 
Mm. Yeah, I think a baron is just a type of little guy. (laughs) But here's the problem. You said a type of little guy, and that's what I'm on board with, and I feel like oranges are too big to be berries for me. Yeah, they're they're exclusive. For what my family needs right now, I just think that oranges are too big to be berries. We all all agree that we don't count... We don't count oranges or watermelons or pumpkins as berries because that's deranged. Correct, yes. We, now, we, if we, we were just... Galactus, if we were Galactuses, watermelons mm. would be berries because it's all relative, you if see. If we were Galactuses, watermelons would be like ants to us. Mm-hmm. Ant berry. <laughs> Gross. Yep. No, it's Aunt mm. May. Aunt Berry is a different lady. <laughs> We also uh, got yeah. into talking about in this same conversation uh, taxonomy for botanical reasons and taxonomy for culinary reasons mm. are often at odds with each other. Like, mm, like how pork berries. and pig are different words. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, like what's considered a berry or not. Like if yeah. you're making a berry pie and the recipe said you can use any summer berry, like no, you can't, <laughs> according yeah. to the uh, yeah. botanical uh-huh. taxonomy. Don't make yeah. a goddamn <laughs> cucumber pie. That's awful. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Owning the libs by bringing a cucumber pie to Fourth of July. <laughs> I bet you could make an edible cucumber pie. Yeah, it was just one of the only weird berries that we hadn't mentioned They're so yet. So wet, though. Yeah, they are. Don't use the fruit of the potato plant to make a pie because it's very poisonous. That's, that's roots. That's roots. no, the fruit of the fruit, flower. Because yeah. it's a nightshade. Yeah. The fruit of the flower of the potato plant is a poisonous uh, berry in the nightshade family, just like tomatoes, which are not poisonous, but are nightshades. And peppers. And berries. And aubergines. Those are gross anyway, let's be honest. I don't understand why anyone thinks eggplants are edible Mm. when they have given us every reason (laughs) to believe they're not. Yeah, I don't care for eggplants. I don't hate it, but... Mm, They're made of bitter sponges, is what they are. Yeah, the texture is so bad! (laughs) Mm, An apple is not a type of berry, thank goodness. Mm -hmm. But it will keep a doctor away. Mm. Yeah, doctors are deathly afraid of apples. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I do like that idea Uh, yes uh, Speaking of oranges Another cookie I made was the old-fashioned cookie So I used a butter Brown butter, brown sugar cookie And I put mm-hmm. orange zest And a whiskey cherry And some bitters into it So it tastes kind of like an old-fashioned cocktail It was really good Yeah, they, they mostly just taste like brown sugar orange Which is like yeah. A good combo that I don't know that I've ever thought of as a good combo before, but they are good. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Yeah, I thought it would be, like, warm flavors, even if it wasn't quite right for an old-fashioned, so Mm -hmm. I think that was pretty good. I mean, I think you definitely, when you bite it, if you hadn't said it was old-fashioned when Mm -hmm. I bit it, I think I would have been like, this tastes like something that I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But yes, it, it once you know that to look for old fashioned, you definitely see old fashioned. Yeah, well, the good. the cherry on top also helped both with the presentation and as a fun <laughs> little treat. Yeah, when I saw people carrying them around, I thought they were M and M's on top for a minute, and I was like, <laughs> I don't not, I do not get this cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> Oh god, can you imagine a cocktail with just like a handful of Skittles in the bar? <laughs> yes, I can. Uh, People I will do I Skittle infused vodka. <laughs> I am 100% sure I went to parties in college where one of the mm. offerings was just like 
white rum with a handful of Skittles in the bottom of the bowl. Mm -hmm. God, that sounds about right. Like a tropical rainbow or something, you'd name that one. Yeah. (laughs) It would be the Taste the Rainbow Party, and you'd have a a 175 milliliter bottle of vodka with each of the different colors of Skittle uh, put in each of them. Oh, okay. That was a lot cleaner than I thought it was going to be. Drink one of each. Okay. I thought you were going to cross with Rainbow Party in a really unpleasant way. Oh, no. Those aren't real. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And then I made mint chocolate chip cookies, but with white chocolate chips, and they were supposed to taste like the Grasshopper Cocktail, which was a bit of a cheat, because a Grasshopper Cocktail tastes like a dessert, but also... I wanted to make them, so I did. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I like that. Right. <clears throat> Thank you. I, I still haven't actually had one, but I'm going to. Okay, good. Gotta work yourself up to it. <laughs> I, I'm in my mind, white chocolate and mint don't make sense together, huh. but I'm sure in my mouth they would. <laughs> yes, uh, works in your mouth, but not in your hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, what the um, the cookie itself was mint flavored, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That is that that feels oil. like an unusual choice, and I liked it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's hard. It's very hard to find chips that are the things you want when you're getting creative. Like, there's a certain standard number and style of chips available, so you don't have mm-hmm. a lot of options there, which is always I, frustrating. I sometimes I go to the grocery store and just stand in front of the chips and try to think about what people would use some of those chips for hmm, you know like what i mean ones? like i mean i at christmas time they have like candy cane chips that have like that are like white something with like a red stripe in them do yeah. you know what i'm talking about yes i think that the answer does disgusting <laughs> i think the answer to all of these is people make the terrible toll house dough and then just put whatever chips in yeah I mean, I do think that, especially at the holidays, a lot of people are like, I've wanted to make a... Te- I've had a terrible idea for cookies for a long time, <laughs> and I need to bring something to my office Christmas party that I only have to eat one of and then never look at again. Yes. I think it would be pretty good to make, like, a dark chocolate cookie and put candy cane chips in it. I, I don't that. think... The thing is that candy cane chips... Defy the texture you want out of a candy cane flavor. Mm. Here's what's good, though. If you crush them up real fine, the candy canes, so they turn into, like, little glass shards, but Mm. then you roll them on the outside of a cookie or a chocolate-covered pretzel, those are fucking great. Yes. An actual candy cane, I get. Yeah, that goes in in a cookie. (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. No one has ever said otherwise. Okay. However... When it's just, like, white chocolate, or not even, Mm -hmm. just, like, white wax Mm -hmm. that's been flavored with mint and then painted with red dye, I just don't understand why anyone would want to put that in their mouth. I guess so, but I made chocolate chip cookies a while ago for a party, we've all had them, that had, it was regular chocolate chip cookie dough, then it was dark chocolate chips like normal, but then also unicorn chips which are white mm. chips, which were colored to be pink and blue striped. And I used yes. those just because I thought they looked cute, and they did look cute. And I I like the taste of those white chips, so. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird, because I think that in general, I like white chocolate a little better than you do, Louisa. But those yeah. white chips, I just don't. Well, they don't. I, don't know. I for this, uh, the ones I made this week, 
uh, had mm. Ghirardelli chips, which do have cocoa butter in them, but most mm. white chips don't have any cocoa products at all. Okay. That might be your difference. Yeah, maybe I will like these, the chips in these cookies better than I expect then. Mm. Yeah, most of them are just vanilla flavored. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, the thing of it is, when it doesn't have cocoa butter in it, it invites the question of what what is the substance of this then? Yeah, what is it supposed to taste like? Is it sugar paste? Like, I literally mean, like, <laughs> I feel like white chocolate chips that are made of actual white chocolate, mm-hmm. I understand all of the stuff that makes up the matter in this chip. Sure. If it doesn't have chocolate in it, it's just white. Yes. And that's not a material. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. like palm kernel oil and sugar. Is it, is it spackle? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the idea, because white chocolate is also already basically like chocolate-themed candy confection. <laughs> yeah. And- Oh, Jeff, don't give away the name of your upcoming candy bar. (laughs) (laughs) And the idea that someone would make, like, fake white chocolate is so grim. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But I mean, we didn't have to deal with that. It's like when you see, like, artificial fondant, and you're like, fondant is already very artificial. What's happening? (laughs) Ooh, or that pancake mix, the very cheap pancake mix that's quote-unquote blueberry. And oh, it's yes. artificially flavored blueberry, and then what's inside the dough to look like blueberries is tiny chunks of colored sugar that melt when you bake the pancakes. Ugh. Yeah, gross. <laughs> <sighs> no blueberries yeah. involved. I and yet, I... no blueberries were harmed in the making of these pancakes. And yet everyone but me is on board with artificial maple syrup, so I don't know, man. No, I don't, I don't go for it. Okay, good. <laughs> I mean, I, like... Ugh. I don't avoid it at IHOP or whatever, but like whenever I buy syrup, I buy real maple syrup only. I got I got some people saying that they were pretty upset last time we talked about IHOP, so maybe we should move on. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I will say one thing about maple syrup, and I love it, and I only buy it, but it's very thin, whereas fake mm. maple syrup has that texture you want. That's what fake, I don't want. Fake that's syrup. disgusting. <laughs> there we go. The thing that's fucking weird though is. I've been, I've done, I've been to scenarios where there is syrup and I can look at it and be like, that's not real maple syrup, so I don't want any. Mm -hmm. And people don't believe me that I can see the difference. Yeah. But you absolutely can. Yeah, Yeah. you can. (laughs) Like, one is the color and viscosity of motor oil, and the other one looks like a food that you should eat. Yeah. (laughs) One of them, when you rinse off the plate afterwards, comes off like a food would do, and the other one is, like, trying to get pine sap off of your shoes in the summertime. It's, it's like, it's brown, burnt corn syrup. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I hate (laughs) maple syrup so much. We'll move on, then. Jeff, what did you do this week? Uh, I went and saw the newest feature from the popular uh, indie film studio, Marvel Studios. Uh-huh. Uh, and this one is called Eternals. Mm-hmm. And god damn, it's a weird movie. Now, it's, I thought it was it? called... 
I thought it was called Eternals. Is this not a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah, movie? Yeah, Eternals. They're online now. Yeah. Oh my god, this is a great idea. Yeah, Eternals is the Mad TV version that's coming out next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's spelled turd like T-U-R-D, though. And they're, oh no. Oh man. Uh, yeah. What Johnny it, Knoxville <laughs> is Angelina Jolie in Eternals. <laughs> Um, I enjoyed it. Yes, Louisa, to answer your question. That's um, interesting. I think you're the only person I know who has enjoyed it, who's seen it. It is getting a lot of bad reviews, I think, <laughs> because instead of being... Because, like, let me check the Rotten Tomatoes for Doctor Strange, a movie we all talked about being uh, kind of bad. It, like, it like just is... No, it's the bland. It's one of the blandest movies I've ever seen. Yeah, in my memory, it's just uh, Doctor Strange continually facing off against someone in a Smash Brothers background, basically. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, There's the just basically twist it. to look cool, and then he just stands there and shoots magic. It's like he, can we talk for? It's oh, sorry. It's like he he Benedict Cumberbatch chose Doctor Strange as his character in Smash Brothers, and then yeah. his uh, his uh, rival chose Inception as the stage they play in. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Uh, it has. And also, Benedict Cumberbatch didn't know any of the moves that you could do with <laughs> Doctor Strange. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It has Doctor Strange is an eighty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes and an eighty five percent audience score. It's solidly like a C plus at best to me. Uh, wow. Yeah. I'm. Can I talk? Bef- sorry. Go for before it. we move on from yes. Doctor Strange, I do want to say: Can we talk about how the episode of What If? Uh, that dealt with the plot that should have been in Doctor Strange but wasn't, was so much better than the movie Doctor Strange. Right? It's like a 30-minute animated thing that is completely throwaway, but it makes you care about the characters so much more than the feature film of (laughs) Doctor Strange did. Yeah. I, um... Mm. Gosh, I just super did not, um remember enough about the plot of Doctor Strange to know what thing had been changed that ri- <laughs> that rippled forward through time to make this uh, whole thing different. Like, yeah, I yeah. knew the lady wasn't in the car the first time, but, like, why not? <laughs> why was she in it this time? Yeah, I do like the the implication of that episode is the true timeline, the thing that Doctor Strange did right was being an asshole to everyone all the time. Yeah. That's kind of what happened in the movie, right? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. In the real, in the Doctor Strange movie, which is the true timeline, mm-hmm. he managed to send a message to himself of like, hey, be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> It'll save the whole universe if you could be an asshole. Yeah. You tried to be the world's best surgeon and you were too cocky and then you, your hands got messed up and then instead you got magic powers and it didn't matter anymore and you were even better than you ever thought. You don't yep, have to exactly. change. Your accent Somehow is very normal, and we all love you. <laughs> can we talk about, can we do a, a Doctor Strange sequel movie where he goes back to being a surgeon again and is better at it than he was before? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. now he can use, like, Mage Hand instead of his regular hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, with the multiverse, he could explore the D&D worlds and learn some D&D spells, that's all I'm saying. Can you do Mage Hand as tiny hands, which would help in surgery? Because all I can imagine is giant hands that would make surgery much worse. In the multiverse, anything is possible, Louisa. Oh, good, okay. Also in D&D, they don't actually say... Like, the hands don't exist as I understand it. It's just force being created by your mind. So I guess it doesn't have to be any specific size. Yeah. 
Um, super powerful, teeny tiny little doll hands. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> <laughs> now it's a horror movie. Now you're talking about Ant Man and Wasp. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he gets pin particles put on his hands so he can do surgery better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just his hands shrink. It's very. How could he never does do surgery? Or like because his when Spider- bones all Spider- shattered. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, he did. He can do weird, like Vulcan hand gestures all the time, and he had to study anyway. with Tilda Swinton for five thousand years in that weird Inception space to learn how yes. to do that. I understand that. All I'm saying is, if you're on Mars and then Spider Man's like, "Oh no, I'm feeling all evaporating, Mister Stark or whatever," like you're also yeah, a doctor. <laughs> I think Doctor Strange evaporated before Spider Man did. No. That doesn't sound right. He kind of gives Iron Man a knowing nod and then <laughs> dusts away. <laughs> I think Spider-Man is the last one we see dust away before it's just a montage of random people dusting. Because That makes yeah. sense. We do care about Spider-Man more yeah. than other people. Oh, Set God. to the song In the Arms of the Angels. Yeah, I was just thinking about like watching that uh, opening night in the theater and hearing everyone react was so fun. Yeah. Um, just like... Uh, everyone's like already gasping and in awe, like no, oh, Black Panthers just turned to dust. Uh, and oh no, Mantis, my favorite guardian <laughs> of the galaxy, just got kicked or whatever. Yeah, uh, and then they, like cuts to Spider-Man stumbling on screen, going, "Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good," and everyone Mr. just Stark. starts like wailing and rending their garments. <laughs> Mr. Stark, I think I wet my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, wailing joke. and gnashing of teeth in the audience. <laughs> yes. Oh no, our god Spider-Man <laughs> brought low. I made a joke at the time that that scene was exactly like it had been lifted from a World War II movie. Mm. And I made jokes like, Sarge, I don't think I'm going to make it. And <laughs> Sarge would be like, of course you are, and Private. We're going to go see the Doctors play in Brooklyn one day. <laughs> and I did that so successfully that, in my mind, that kind of is what happened in the movie. It yeah. is, basically. <laughs> yep. uh, well, Spider-Man's a Mets fan. He's from Queens. God damn it! <laughs> uh... It Stark doesn't know that. He's not from New York City. He it's a literally real subway series, am I right, you guys? He built a big tower with his name on it in the middle of New York City. Yeah, but he, he doesn't know, know about the teams. He's not a local. He doesn't care. Yeah, See, it's so. an extra layer of realism. Mm. Can we talk the the fact that Robert Downey Jr. isn't sorry, I should say Tony Stark isn't from LA is crazy. Where is, is Tony styled Stark in these from? movies? Yeah. Somewhere rich. A big mansion somewhere. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah, I, mean, I guess it that, doesn't matter. The, the, the house that gets bloated up by missiles in Iron Man 2 is definitely on the West Coast. Yeah, right? it's like Malibu Beach no. or something. Yeah. Uh, ooh, he's supposedly from Long Island, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> Give me a that break. doesn't make sense. I mean, Long wait, Island wait. has a lot of very rich towns. Is he a medium? Uh-huh. It would make sense. He's he's a medium for telling fun, excellent action stories. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not really. I, I tried. I read that through every possible way I, it could be taken, and I I'm gonna have to say no on that. One. Yeah, you know I accept this. Um. Anyway, uh, Eternals has a 46 on Rotten Tomatoes with an 80% audience score. I think it's the only certified rotten uh, critic. Uh, Marvel Studios movie. Um, but, like, I think it's just because it 
doesn't have the structure or pacing or plot of a superhero movie. It's just kind of like a weird self-serious uh, space yeah. space fantasy about like this alternate history of Earth with all of these weird space guys. And like, I had a great time with it. It doesn't end with two people with identical different colored laser beams that they shoot at each other. It like has characters who feel conflicted and have emotions and have mm. complicated relationships with one another. Um, Doesn't Kumail Nanjiani play a character named, like, Super King or something? His name is Kingo. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, all of them have very stupid names because this was Jack Kirby in, like, 1982, well after his prime. Um, and he had lost the magic uh, after having wasted all of his wasted, after having expended all of his amazing talent creating uh, such icons as Orion and Darkseid and Highfather, which are all really cool names for weird sci-fi space gods. Highfather sounds like the perfect uh, foil for any dad jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, exactly. I'm Highfather. Oh, what's your dad joke gonna be for you? Yeah! (laughs) Highfather there, I'm... Mm, no, I can't. <laughs> uh, yeah, all these guys are named, like, Icarus and Makari and Gilgamesh. Like, I mean, oh a lot of those a lot of those were names before him, you know that. Right, right but, like, he makes, uh, like, he spells Icarus funny, so it's, you know, it's, oh, it's not the same guy that Icarus is based on this one. Uh, and, like, all of them have names that are, like, almost Greek gods, like, Makari is supposed to be Mercury, Thena is Athena, a- Ajak with a K, but then yeah, just is, and, Gilgamesh and is, is bad, there. Right? <laughs> yeah, we're, no. We're talking about this as how bad this is, right? Okay. Yes, yes. No, sure the, the, name, the names are all extremely stupid, um, but I think that the movie adapted all of it in a really interesting way um, and introduced the Celestials, who are uh, giant space guys, uh, probably, Uh-oh. like, similar in size, Galactus. similar in size to Galactus, but, uh, the opposite in that they create planets instead of eating them. Mm-hmm. Um, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is that hero? planet goes in Galactus' mouth, it gotta come out sometime. No! <laughs> what that purple butthole do? <laughs> Gross! Galactus. Uh, what I'm saying is, uh, is there a hero to this movie? I don't know anything about it, I haven't seen any trailers, I only know... Angelina Jolie and uh, Camille Nanjiani are in it. It's a, like, it's a, is there a character you care about? It's a it's an ensemble cast. I would say the main yeah. character is probably Cersei, played by Gemma Chan, um, hmm, followed okay. followed by Icarus, played by Richard Madden. Um, oh, okay, there, we know that guy. Th- yeah, there is a commercial that is on like when you watch stuff on Peacock, I think. Um, that like airs that comes in whenever there's a commercial break. It's been going on for so long, and I think it's for like McDonald's Eternals themed Happy Meals. Yep. Which like that fucks me up. Like, what kid could possibly care about this movie? <laughs> but also, the dad and is sitting on the stoop with his two kids who are eating these Happy Meals, and he's like. Eternals can be anywhere, and they can be anyone. And then the kids are like, could that be an Eternal? And they point at a random background extra, and he's like, maybe. And then they're like, what about him? And they're like, yeah, maybe. And then they point at a third person, and they're like, what about her? Mm, And then she turns around. Yes. It's Salma Hayek. And then she turns around, 
and it looks like another actress I don't recognize. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, it is her! And they, like, point to the cup where I guess she's one of the characters in The Eternals. But I don't recognize this actress. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that you do... Th- I guess it's hard to uh, to land... Like, you already got Salma Hayek and Angelina Jolie to agree to be in the movie. So, like, yeah. it's probably pretty tough to get them to agree to do the McDonald's commercial. But I'm certain they wrote this McDonald's commercial with, like, Angelina Jolie or fucking anyone you would recognize <laughs> yeah. as the person. And then this is the person they could get. All I'm saying is rewrite your fucking commercial because it doesn't work. Yeah. If I don't recognize the person, the reveal is lost. Yeah. Uh, I think the lead actress uh, does a pretty good job. Um, I would say she doesn't necessarily emerge as the lead character right away. Uh, it is definitely more of an ensemble piece than a lot of the other ones. Like mm, even that's in the tough, you e- gotta have somebody you care about. I care. No, I I cared about her her journey and stuff. But I, okay. I think I think the movie does a lot of good work uh, getting you invested in their interpersonal relationships over time. Because, like, Mm -hmm. they're aliens who show up in 5000 BC or whatever and just have to, like, kill monsters so that people can make technology better. Mm. Because the the celestial, whose name is suspiciously close to the Hebrew name for God, uh, cosmology of this whole thing is the theology of Eternals is very uh, bold for Marvel. (laughs) Um, uh, Told them that they have to, to make intelligent life on Earth flourish. Mm. All right. Uh, weirdest inclusion is Kit Harrington as <laughs> yes. Kit Harrington and Richard Madden. What are they doing? Yeah, they meet and they oh, no. don't really do a bang. bit about it. But they oh. uh, uh, Kit Harrington is dating the character that Richard Madden used to be with in the past. That's um, very weird. Yeah, uh, I'm just saying that they could have gotten that 48 Rotten Tomatoes score up to an 80 if they'd had those two characters bang. Almost definitely. Um, <laughs> this this movie does... What people want, damn it! This movie does contain the MCU's <laughs> first sex scene. It is. Gay sex scene? Did you say gay sex scene? N- nope. A g- any oh, sex damn. scene at all. <laughs> those, those movies are wholly sexless. This one, not much different, but it does <laughs> contain a sex scene, which is a bold mm. step forward. It did could... it seem important for the movie, or was, did it seem like they just added it so they could get a uh, R rating or whatever, and then seem like a more sophisticated movie? Uh, no, it's still PG-13. It seems like okay, it was... Well. <laughs> it, it seems like it's because this is the one that has uh, no big robot that everyone has to shoot laser beams at, so there's time to, like, show so, show the so show the consummation of a relationship instead of just kissing right before a cut to the credits. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, my, I, the inexplicable inclusion of Kit Harrington as Dane Whitman. Matt, I don't know if you're aware of this character. Uh, he's the hmm. civilian identity. Oh, did he invent the Whitman, Whitman sampler? Yeah, that was him. Um, okay. <laughs> he's the civilian identity of the like 60s and 70s Avenger Black Knight, who is just like oh, yes. an okay. old timey knight who rides a Pegasus. Yeah. And it's he has this whole adventure just off screen in the movie where at the end he's like, I had discovered some weird stuff about my family. I have this. <laughs> he like goes into. I parked his, my Pegasus off screen. Yeah. He's got. <laughs> uh, 
Louisa, you're making a joke, but in the DC universe, there was a character named Shining Knight who did have a Pegasus. No, I wasn't joking. Black Knight has a Pegasus. I know, but Louisa Pegasus. thought she was making a joke, and I needed to tell her. <laughs> well, only about it being parked off screen, so they didn't have to show it. Yeah, exactly. Well, look over there where all the cool uh, different special effects are happening for night Why stuff. Why did both Marvel and DC have a knight character? <laughs> Because they thought it was a cool idea, and they were so uh, high on cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. Here's the thing. I think Black Knight is kind of cool. Um, I think Shining Knight is way cooler in the reboot, where the character uh, like plays around with, uh, with gender identity stuff in an interesting way. Um, hmm. Black Knight is Shining, just a... Shining Knight is actually very cool in Stargirl, the oh. HBO Max series. Hmm. I haven't watched that yet. Um, yeah, I, uh, I think that, uh, it's very weird that they set up basically a backdoor pilot for this movie, or I guess maybe Disney Plus show, where, where Kit Harrington plays a guy with a haunted sword <laughs> in this movie about space gods fighting big, uh, alien goo dogs. <clears throat> sure, why not? <laughs> really? You can't, you can't make anything, you can't make a TV series or movie called Black Knight and not have Martin Lawrence in it, I'm sorry. Uh, he better be. Uh, yeah, it's... It, Ooh, he could do the, he could be the haunted, the haunted oh, sword. Yeah. That would rule. All the time. <laughs> no, I don't like that, because the name of the sword is the Ebony Blade, and I feel like it would be racist uh, to give it a black person's voice. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty racist, the thing I said before, if you don't know that he did make a movie called Black Knight yeah. already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I just wanted to say that now, so that people who didn't know about that movie don't think I'm racist. <laughs> And now they get to watch this wonderful movie yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> from the past. Uh, I am, uh, I stoked to that Disney is just like, yeah, people love Kit Harrington with a sword, so we're just yeah. going to have to do that again. Yeah, we can't cast him in a movie with not sword. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have like three sword guys, this is the one we're going with, and Kit Harrington has to play him. Yeah, those fucking cowards, they should have made him be Psylocke. <laughs> Why Psylocke oh, is like a sexy lady one. Yes. You didn't go with him saying, being yeah. Psylocke's brother, Captain Britain? <laughs> no, definitely not. He should have been Psylocke. Mm. She's the one with the swords, Jeff. I see. Sort of. She has like the size. She has any, no, yeah, exactly. Psy P S Y. They're psychic blades. Yeah, mm. but the shape of them is like Raphael had from the teenage. No, the they, they're they're shaped like the energy sword from Halo. They're shaped like whatever she wants them to be shaped okay. like because they're made of psychic energy. Right. And she changes them fairly often. Yeah, it's usually just uh, Jim Lee or Rob Liefeld likes them to be shaped like the energy sword from Halo. Yeah. Also, doesn't she have like the soul of a of a dude in her brain or something? So Psylocke's complicated. She was originally a uh -huh. uh, mutant named uh, Betsy Braddock, the sister of Captain Britain, um, and then got her mind transported into an Asian woman's body. Of course, because yeah. it was the nineties, and everyone's mm -hmm. gross. Um, I but I think. 
She has and then her mind was transported into Jon Snow's body <laughs> in this movie that I'm pitching, which would be fucking incredible. I think she has since been uh, returned to her white person's body, and that Asian lady gets to be her own character now, but I don't know for sure, because mm. I have not followed the adventures of Psylocke. It's all a mess. I remember, speaking of the terrible... Um, uh, the Suicide Squad movie. I remember they tried to introduce that character whose husband is, his soul is in the, the katana that killed him, that she has, and she had a moment where she killed somebody with it, and then she had to, like, pray to it and commune with her husband and cry, and I'm like, movie, did you really think you could give 30, literally 30 seconds to this character and we would all be touched by this, <laughs> by her yeah. praying to the sword that has her husband's soul in it? Oh my god. Is that her superpower? Is that yeah. her sword mm-hmm. is her de- her dead husband? Yeah. So like it also takes in other souls apparently. <laughs> oh well then, okay. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Okay. To me, the well, casual viewer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that movie takes a lot of big swings, but does not follow through on any of them. And they get like <laughs> they get the bat goes over the plate, and then they just let go of it and let it fall. <laughs> To they the like swing into the stands. And oh. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good strategy if you're up against a pitcher you can't beat. Is to just hurl your bat at his leg. Oh boy! Uh. You threw something at me first, umpire. <laughs> yeah, he started it. Yeah. Oh God. Anyway, uh, do, let's finish yeah, the let's show. Do, do the thing that we do uh, real quick. So yeah. So do you do. recommend the Eternals for people, Jeff? Uh, yeah, I think Eternals was pretty fun. If you are uh, someone who enjoys a big, goofy fantasy movie that uh, like is partly enjoyable because it takes its extremely bizarre cosmology uh, seriously instead of making fun of itself and being like, right. isn't it dumb that we're doing this? Uh, then you'll probably mm. like it. So you're saying it wasn't written by Joss Whedon? Exactly. Ah. It doesn't. It even avoids like some of that Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, oh, the, I'm the regular guy here to point out how stupid all this is, which which <laughs> Guardians doesn't do a ton of, but it does enough yeah. of that it's like, you know, in that wheelhouse. I think maybe the best part of the Infinity War Avengers movie. Uh, was the fact that was that we got to see uh, Star Lord interact with humans from Earth again? Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm an Earth guy, just like you." And then he couldn't fit in at all. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, in good. all those Guardians movies, we accept him as the audience surrogate, and I love that they showed like, no, he is just as weird as any of the other characters <laughs> that have never been to Earth. Uh, and you know what? It, it's probably true about chris pratt in real life because he's some kind of weird space alien yeah we don't need to get into this that fucking weird yeah anyway tell us about it so here's what we do on this show is we put a random word into the WikiHow suggested articles page so that we can see a list of articles people have asked for to tell them how to do things related to that random word and today's random word is defeat Mm, I like this one, because uh, there's a very strong theme to all these questions. Yes. Uh, I think maybe we should do all of the... We should do the non-video game ones at the end. Okay. I can't tell which ones are video game ones and which ones are I was going to say, I feel like this could be a fun quiz... Where mm-hmm. I wonder if between the three of us we can figure out what each of these, what game each of these is from. Okay. Oh yeah, that is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. The f- 
the first... Oh, sorry, go on, Joe. Oh, no, I was going to do a joke one, but you go ahead. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The first one on the list that is video game related is How to Defeat Ansem. Now, I know what game this is from. I also know. I don't. I didn't even know that was a video game guy. Yeah, that is. This is is the main bad guy from Kingdom Kingdom Hearts. Hearts. Yep. Huh, okay. Uh, Well, main bad guy in Kingdom Hearts overall is a little complicated, but yeah, he's one of the bad guys. I think he is the main bad guy, though. He's the one who then, like... Is Ansem the same thing as Xehanort? Xehanort is his heartless. Fuck, I hate these games so (laughs) much. Yeah. They're just butt nonsense. Yep. How to defeat Baal... Now, B-A-A-L. could that be a religious thing rather than a video game? Yeah, no, that it is, is not. It is. It is definitely a video game. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. It is definitely... How- what? Okay. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> what real world scenario would you be in where you'd be like, you know what I really need to figure out? <laughs> I need to get this figured out this week, you guys. <laughs> yeah. How do I defeat the demon ball? <laughs> uh, you just got sent to hell. Uh, you have a haunted you sword with your husband's soul hell? in it. <laughs> okay. Um, no, this is definitely a reference to the video game. Do you guys know? Do you want me to tell you? I looked tell it me. up. Is it Doom? It is uh, not Doom. Damn it, it is um, Diablo 2. Oh, really? I looked up Defeat Ball, and there's a lot of stuff on Genshin Impact. Oh, maybe there's <sighs> that, too. Yeah. I, I assumed it was Diablo 2, because Ball is one of the hardest bosses in Diablo 2. Oh, yeah, and there was that remake of Diablo 2 that just came out. Yep. Hmm, interesting. I'm on familiar ground with how to defeat Bowser. Ooh. Yeah, jump over him and hit that axe. He's gonna... Grab his tail and throw him into lava. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So, I won't say it. (laughs) Uh, The thing about Bowser is he's gonna really choreograph when he's gonna throw fireballs at you, and you're just gonna jump over those, and you're gonna leave it fine. Can I say, the thing that is... It's less about how to defeat Bowser and more about when to defeat Bowser. More about mm-hmm. why to defeat Bowser. Mm, that's, his, well, Bowser. that's his Sometimes, castle. It says right so, on the level name. <laughs> that's true. And sometimes Bowser is on your side. Sometimes he helps you. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes he plays tennis with you. You yeah. pick him as your doubles partner in golf. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> you stand on the back of a cart that he's driving and throw banana peels at people. Sometimes you and your brother get shrunk down and go inside of his body for a kind of a weird one. <laughs> yep. Ugh, that's true. <laughs> I like this one. How to defeat burglar alarms. No, not yet. That's not a video game one. We're I just doing the video it was game it was right there. next to Bowser, which is why it's very funny Fine. that that's, that's something fair, you want to yeah. defeat. Uh, oh, this one's what video game Wait, could this you be didn't from? Tell people how to defeat burglar alarms. Oh, we will address it. You got to answer. Oh, okay, it. Um, punch, kick. It's all in the mind. Yep. Uh, where everyone everyone remembers Parappa the Rapper, right? <laughs> yeah. How do you defeat Master Onion? That's one of them, right? No, Wear a black domino mask and sneak mm-hmm. around on your tiptoes. Uh, mm-hmm. The burglar alarms won't go off because they won't yep. be able to see you. Mm-hmm. You have to have the that uh, sneaking around song playing that goes like boom, yeah. boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Now this may get me on some kind of federal watch list, but <laughs> what about if you went with a boy who cried wolf uh, approach to defeating a burglar alarm, where mm. you set off the burglar alarm every night for a month. Mm-hmm. 
and then just run away. And then on a one random day, you actually steal stuff. Yeah, that would work. That would totally work because human error is the way all these systems fail. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. I just taught you how to defeat burglar alarms. Nice. <clears throat> Uh, how to defeat Cletus and Dead Rising. I've never played those games. Uh, you just have to shoot him with bullets, probably. Or, Is like, hit, hit him with shoot a big axe. Mm, yes. Aren't all the bad guys in Dead Rising, like, other humans who are using this yep. zombie uprising as an opportunity to be shitty? For the most part. Just like most yeah. zombie fiction. Yeah. I do think it's funny that Resident Evil... The series, by and large, just tries to be like, yeah, but what if these zombies were really scary this time? (laughs) What if these zombies were Nazis? (laughs) Yeah, like, sometimes the bad guys in Resident Evil games are, like, scientists or whatever, but often it's like, this zombie's bigger than the other ones, though. (laughs) Oh, man, Mr. X. It gets right in your brain. Yep. Now, how do you defeat Dark Beast Ganon, though? Mm, I don't remember which game calls him Dark Beast Ganon. Breath of the Wild. I think it's Breath of the Wild. Uh, It's just like you defeat him in any game. Shoot the glowing weak point with the arrows that you just got right before the boss battle. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I thought he was always called Calamity something Ganon in Breath of the Wild. After you defeat the, the, like, marionette puppet shambling form in the castle, you fight Dark Beast Ganon. So yeah, the I one think where you have the, to ride your horse around. Yeah, I hate that one. Okay, the calamity versions of them are of him of the parts of him that you fight are the like semi robot ghosts, right? Yeah. Yes, ghosts oh, what of a robots. Fucking yes, stupid video game, <laughs> but so good, the best. Yeah, I love those monster don't designs to rule. Because why? Why bother to explain it? Just be like, get this guy. He's bad, and then he's just a bunch of bad looking things. Yeah, get him. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> How do you guys. defeat Dark Link? Mm, he's yeah, going to everything you do. You power up your sword, you face away from him, and when he faces away from you, you swing your sword and kill him. Except that Dark Link is a part of you. Oh no, you can't mm. ever defeat Dark Link. You have to introspect exactly. to defeat Dark Link. Mm-hmm. Press F to introspect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to You have to learn to love Dark Link mm. physically. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Okay. I was going to say, you don't That's have to love him, but you have to learn to live with him. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I've, I've triggered something in Louisa. <laughs> She's gonna start looking for Link slash Dark Link porn, which absolutely exists. I'm trying to think of a, mm, euphemistically, a love scene in that horrible room that's just, like, two inches of water. (laughs) Yes. Gross. I don't think that you could have a sex scene in a a room that's just a mirror plane in the dark dimension. Yeah. Oh, there's another... Although I guess if you've trapped there for long enough and it's just you and your dark mirror self, like, what else are you gonna do? Exactly. Bottle episode where you have to have sex with them. <laughs> have to. To solve a puzzle in an That's escape right. room. <laughs> uh, I like that there's another how to defeat Ganon on here, and how to defeat Goma, and how to defeat Isabella in Dead Rising. Like, a lot of people can't play Zelda or Dead Rising. Well, there's a lot of Zeldas. Are there a lot of Dead Risings? I yes, think there's, there's like four five. of them with two spinoffs. Yeah. Because when, like, someone's put How to Defeat Ganon, that could be 30 years worth of games they're asking about. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. 
Wasn't there... Wait, what... Hmm. Am I confusing different fr- game franchises? There's, like, a handful of Zelda games where Ganon isn't the main bad guy. That's true. Yeah, every so often there's those. Uh, Link's Awakening, Majora's Mask, the Oracle games, I think one of them, Ganon does not appear, and in the other one he has, like, a brief cameo, but he's not really, like, the main thing. The bad guy in Link Between Worlds wasn't Ganon, right? He was another fancy yeah. man who turns you, into a pig monster. Oh, yeah, he Yuga was a wizard. or something? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he weird. looked sort of like a clown version of Ganon. Yeah. Yeah. Was he supposed to be the alternate Ganon? Maybe. The Zelda of Zelda or whatever. What is her <laughs> name? Princess Robbio. Hilda, that's the one. Fabio, yeah. No, or... Robbie. <laughs> Robbio. Yeah, Fabio, like you said. Uh-huh. Fabio is, is the you, Dark World you, version. Yuli did look like Fabio, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but with different color hair. Yeah. Um, Demix is a Pokemon, right? Not that I How know. to defeat Demix. I think Demix is a Pokemon. I don't think so. Mm. But also there's like, I don't know what any of the goddamn Ultra Beasts are. Oh, no, Demix is a Kingdom Hearts guy. Oh, oh really? Yeah, Shit. he's the guy with the big blue guitar. <laughs> okay, cool. He's a water-themed guy with a big blue guitar. Yeah, he's actually really fucking difficult to defeat, because he just makes infinite water clones of himself. God, that game is so stupid. Why is uh, he the only one that doesn't fight with a key? <laughs> he doesn't fight at all. He doesn't even touch you. Oh, wait, no, this is a key. I'm looking, and the tuning pegs are in the shape of, like, a uh, key. Yeah. On the is he a there. guy who's just vibing and you're rushing in to smash up his whole scene? Yeah, I feel like the bad guys in the in Kingdom Hearts, the Organization 13, really suffers from whoever was tasked with writing their characters. It feels like they thought they were writing like a Japanese like high school drama uh, anime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a lot of them are just like dudes who don't who aren't evil and just want to play their guitar and then for some reason they got it wrapped up in an interdimensional evil warlock cult yeah mm, pretty good it's like i was just sitting here playing my guitar uh being the being the person with the coolest haircut at my high school and i got sucked <laughs> through a portal yeah that's what happens when you don't learn how to defeat ball you accidentally mm. uh, live your life in sin yeah. <sighs> uh, Darth Treya is the bad guy from Knights of the Old Republic, right? I think Knights of the Old Republic 2. 2, yeah. Oh, I guess, well, spoilers, but I think you're the bad guy for Knights of the Old Republic, the first one. Yeah. Um, and you fight... God, who do you fight? Do you fight Darth somebody? You fight God? That sounds right. Yeah. That you fight like a Final Fantasy. The Force. Yes. Uh, Speaking of a Final Fantasy, here's one that you're going to get, Louisa. How to defeat Demon Wall. Woo! Which, uh, which game? I don't remember. I do remember Ha-ha! defeating it. Damn! It's it was Final Fantasy IV. Okay. I, I like suplexing the train. That's probably my favorite uh, that's mm. in six. Final yeah. Fantasy uh, move. Yep. But that's so easy. Demon Wall is hard because it's right after Kane has stolen all of your magic items and then you're trapped in a thing and it's crushing you to death and oh, the only person yes. who can do anything is Rydia. Yes. God damn oh, it. There are Those Demon Wall... Those games love... What's that? Uh, I was going to say there are Demon Wall enemies in a bunch of the later Final Fantasies, too. I think they're all references to the hardest fight in Final Fantasy IV. Final Fantasy games love to be like, oh no, you've lost all your things now, you start over. 
That's yeah, my favorite. especially in Final Fantasy IV, because there's like seven different dungeons where it's like, but this one's magnetic, so you can't <laughs> yeah. use any swords. <laughs> Why is this? Oh, this thing looks like the alien from Alien, but stuck Correct. in a wall. Yep. Except the Final Fantasy XII one, which looks like a statue who's like a torso statue coming out of a wall holding a bunch of swords, which is also pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, and after all, you're my demon wall, right? Mm, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Jeff, put that song at the end of the episode, please. What song? <laughs> <laughs> How to Defeat Emerald Weapon is another Final Fantasy one. Yeah. Uh, you probably just like push A on fight until you choose the move that makes it die. <laughs> uh, you need I a think... ruby weapon, because red and green are opposites on the color wheel. Mm. Ruby weapon is way easier to beat. Emerald weapon is the hardest one. Yeah. I think you gotta do, like, you have to chain, like, 11 Knights of the Rounds to, to beat them or something. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, we- anyway. it's weird that there's people who are like, how do you defeat this enemy in Final Fantasy? Like, go grind for a couple hours, just level up, and then you can do it easier. No! No, Emerald <laughs> Weapon, you can't do that, because his whole thing is that he, like, reflects what you do back to you, so the stronger you get, the harder it is to beat him. I see. Okay, yeah. that does make Final sense. Final Fantasy then. really ruined me for other games of that sort, like Dragon Warrior, because Final Fantasy would have sometimes you could hurt undead enemies by casting Cure <laughs> on them. Yes. And I keep trying that in other games. I'm like, oh shit, this is no good. Damn it. I, ke- I sometimes forget that that doesn't work in Dungeons and Dragons. I was just reading through the Dungeons and Dragons player's handbook and there's a part after healing word or whatever, every healing spell, it's like, this uh, spell does not have an effect against undead enemies. Like, they had to put that in there because so many people were like, but it works in Final Fantasy. Yeah. The trouble is, it's such a good idea that when you see See it in Final mm. Fantasy, you're like, yes, this is true. Yeah, <laughs> of course this obviously. Is true. They're the opposite of alive, so doing a heal spell would do the opposite of healing them. Yeah, and they're evil, so doing good magic hurts them. I think it's very cool that the way the way they actualized that in Final Fantasy Tactics meant that like white mages were actually pretty good attackers. Because mm. <laughs> there were so many undead enemies, you always wanted to have at least one white mage, not just to heal, but like Otherwise, those zombies were so fucking hard to beat. Yeah, it's true. Anyway, Final Fantasy Tactics is the best Final Fantasy game. If you Correct. have a problem, uh, th- if you disagree with that, uh, <laughs> at Heron Bird, uh, <laughs> at Mastodon, yeah, XYZ. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> there you go. I thought you were going to say 1v1 me in Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking earlier this week about I really don't utilize enough the fact that Louisa, your screen name, it has my last name in it as well. Yes. And so I could just pretend that that's me. Yeah. Sure you can, because I don't look at it, so people can just <laughs> dump their messages there. Perfect. Yep. Um, okay. Are there any other video game ones we want to talk about on here? How to defeat God of War. How to defeat the God of War in God of War, I guess. Maybe. Or- that's interesting. Just how to Sorry. beat the game. It's interesting because in the most recent God of War game, it's pretty well accepted by everyone that you are the God of War. So mm. how do you defeat yourself? Oh yeah, you, you become the God of War after killing Ares at the end of the first one. You raise a son to defeat you, right? Is that the plot of that game? You do raise kind a son of? and you yell at him yeah. a lot. Yeah, see? Y- yeah. That's yeah, how you I, do think, it. I think that's the right answer. Mm-hmm. I do like that there's how to defeat General Ram, 
then how to defeat General Ra'am, then how to defeat General Ra'am on Insane. Yeah. I think these are all the same person. I don't know what this is from. My favorite one on here is absolutely how to defeather a turkey, defeather a turkey. Yes! <laughs> yes. Uh, and Matt would know, he was just talking about I, it yesterday. Yeah. Uh, needle-nose pliers is the easiest way, Oof. but it takes a long time. Yeah, it sounds like it would. That's podcast time. Yeah. How to defeat DRM? I like that. That's sort of a video game one. Yeah, yeah, kind of. In the cyberspace, defeating. Here, here's what I here's what I learned this past week because um, Jen and I were watching Are You Afraid of the Dark? And there's an episode where one of the characters is reading a magazine, and on the back of the magazine, there's an ad for the Are You Afraid of the Dark video game, <laughs> which we didn't know existed. My my wife uh, is a nice. huge. Yes, thank you. Uh, is a huge fan of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And so as soon as she saw this, she was like, oh my god, I want to play that, but that would be impossible. And I was like, hmm. Because it's 30 years old, it's almost certainly available for free on the internet. Like, not even illegally. It's just abandoned. And it was. Is it a PC game? It is, yeah. It's Mm. called The the Curse of Orfeo. Mm, Pretty good. Um... And it's interesting because you're playing the characters who are running around this haunted magician's stage or whatever, but you are also playing the character that is telling the story because you want to get into the Midnight Society. Oh, that's fun. So you can, like, change the things that are going on as the narrator as well as the characters in the game. So, I mean, for a 1993... Uh, PC game. It's not terrible. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I found it right here on uh, archive.org. It's like yep. the seventh result for Are You Afraid of yep. the Dark? So, if you want to defeat DRM, the answer is wait 20 years and then no one will give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> if you go to archive.org, you can play pretty much any video game from the 90s right in your browser with no extra configuration or downloads. Yep. Also, DOSBox is extremely easy to use and good for stuff like that if you want to play games from a much older operating system and you don't want to play them online. Yeah, yeah, I think DOSBox is, uh, DOSBox running in a browser is how they do all of the old PC games for archive.org. Yeah. It's very fun. Uh, how to defeat a lie detector test. Does that, uh, putting a, a thumbtack in your shoe work? Uh, I heard, hear, <laughs> excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry. I hear that they know about that now. So they can tell that you're doing something and they ask you to just please relax. So, like, they can tell when you're doing it. So you can't use it. But but if I was in a room and somebody was like, please relax to me over and over again, mm-hmm. that would not calm me down even <laughs> if I didn't have a thumbtack at my shoe. True, but I mean, I think they can tell that your muscles are tensing and they can ask you to not do that. I don't know that I can stop sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you can certainly try it, but what I'm saying Listen, is Listen, if I could stop tensing my muscles, I wouldn't be committing all these crimes. No. Oh, no! <laughs> the trick is to tense them up a lot, and then when you stop tensing them up, you relax back down uh, below to where you were before you started. Anyway, that's not related to lie detector tests. Just a little tip from me to you. What if you tense up your muscles a lot, and then when they tell you to relax, you relax them just a little, but not so much that you're not still tensing them more than you would for just lying? Okay, yeah. Once you have that level of muscle control, go ahead, because mm-hmm. you can defeat a lie detector test then. Yeah, become a yogi or whatever. <laughs> Jeff 
you need to make a Yogi Bear joke. Yeah, sorry. I'm smarter than the average podcaster. Hey, boo boo. That actually was pretty good. It took a lot out of Jeff, it sounds like. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, we did, we shouldn't have made that rule that Jeff needs to run up a flight of stairs every time he references Hanna-Barbera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very exhausting. Uh, yeah. Every time it I want to go rut-row in your... reaction to something you said, I have to dash up the stairs. Yeah. It is good for your physical, your core health, though. Yeah. yeah for your physical fitness exam for the president. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> All right, are we done with this? Yes. Any I think other so. good ones? Absolutely I've been looking, done. but I don't see anything. I mean, every literally, this is a full page of suggestions, but eighty-five percent of them are video game things. Yeah, which makes sense because defeat mm-hmm. is a strong word. Yeah, he's <laughs> a game shark. It's hard to apply that to stuff in your life. Yeah, game shark, game genie. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, game genie. How is there not something like that in the modern age? How did we figure this out? It's just mods now, isn't it? Yeah, you just hack your system. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. I think I need to hack my old PS Vita, because I don't have any other purpose for it. Oh, you haven't done that yet. Yeah, do it. It's great. It can play, like, uh, PS1 games on the go, which is excellent. Ooh. Pretty good. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to go do that then. Uh, Thanks, everyone, (laughs) for listening to the show. If you liked it, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice and tell your friends about the show so we can continue to grow our audience. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, uh, or you can uh, uh, join our Discord. We have great conversations with people in there all the time. Usually it's somebody telling me or Jeff or Louisa that we were wrong about something, uh, and one third of us hates that, and the other two love it every time. Mm, we'll never <laughs> tell who. No, I mean, it's different. Whoever was wrong is sad, <laughs> and the other two love it and wish that that happened more often. So It's true. So keep it up. If you want to join our Discord, just send us a message on Mastodon. I'm at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. Uh, you can find all my information at weaponizedlanguage.com. The end. And uh, you can talk to me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right, gang. Well, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, if you... Oh, wait, I did that part already. Yeah, you're stuck in a time loop. Oh, God. <laughs> How to defeat this time loop. Uh, so anyway, thanks for listening to the show. Please come back next week. But in the meantime, please don't forget that you can fuck up on the internet in so many ways. Mm, I don't know if other people are into it. Eat your donuts. <laughs>